0: Welcome to Who Killed the Radio Star. My name is Steve,
1: and I'm hanging out with Tyler. Who killed the radio star? I'm working. On, I'm working on that. I'm working on a, an original theme song for us. This, this is production value. I was. I listened. For the first time to our podcast. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Uh, definitely, you know, listen I to... I my mustache on fire. That's true. I saw that. Can, can confirm.
0: It smells like burnt hair and Cheetos for some reason. Oh, man. People say you shouldn't, like, join some podcasts, but I'm here to tell you that. lies. Nice. I'm through the looking glass on the other side with a burnt mustache, and it's okay. I'm still going to do it. Deception. Here we go.
1: Legalize it.
0: <laughs> what episode did you listen to? Uh, I
1: listened to the last one. I saw that um, it, it was a weird, surreal moment because it came up on my feed and I went, oh, I'm a, Oh, wait, that's my podcast. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, we haven't been uh, adhering to the strictest of schedules lately. Uh, shut, but, up. Uh, shut up. Shut up. Shut it, up. It's, it's been a while. So when it came on, I was interested to, you know, I didn't really have anything else going on. I've been listening to uh, a D&D podcast lately, but that's not something you really want to listen to in your... A little too high, or a little too drunk. Yeah, who or, would make a D and D podcast? You want to kind of be in the right headspace
0: for it, you know. You want to be able to follow the narrative. It's a lot of uh, imagineering. So we, we do the new season of chapter by chapter coming out soon. Chapter by chapter podcast on the wheel of time. It's so a little you, de- doing, you do D and D action.
1: Why? Why have I not been aware of this? Well,
0: because it's like a it, the season's not out yet. This is a little spoilers for anyone. who a Little little tidbit for anyone who Any listens crossovers. to crossovers shows. But this season, every. So for anyone who doesn't know, we read a book, we read the Wheel Time books, and we release, we do a podcast every day, and we release them every day. And this season, on Fridays, at the end of the week, we do a little MMO where we've inserted ourselves as characters into the book. Okay, all right. Not MMO, sorry, a little D&D campaign.
1: Yeah, it's like... It's not a massive multiplayer online. online. It's
0: not online. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's online in the sense that you can download it. It will be online, it's not yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Interesting.
1: I like that. Um, I will not be listening. I listened to your podcast for a long time. I listened for, look, I don't blame you. Like four or five seasons. The the issue became I jumped ahead of you guys on the Wheel of Time books because I caught up with you guys and you went to do Dune 2, Tune. Dune, yeah, Dune, 2. Dune, Dune. Yeah. And uh, so I, I continued to listen to Wheel of Time because uh, I, was, I was listening to it on audiobook and I was not enjoying what I was listening to. Look. And so I bailed. <laughs> um, not that I, you really need to listen to your podcast if look, you are look, reading the books or not. We'll get you back. You
0: probably will. We'll get you back at some point. We'll get you you, back. You'll 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 hook me back in with your talons. Before we get into our meat and potatoes today, we have something important to address. This, I feel like shit. Tyler <laughs> feels like shit. Why? Because like this list. weekend he attended something called Shrek Rave.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, oof, let me tell you, I haven't felt that old ever. I think probably the oldest I've ever felt. This is a rave full of fucking Shreks and donkeys and shit. Yeah, it was at the university too, so it was a more younger crowd, Ed- educated, and <laughs> definitely sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> it, was, it was, it was, it was, it was ridiculous. It was fifty dollars for a ticket, which is just fucking insane. That's crazy for a rave in general. Yeah, but like, yeah, and like the no DJs announced. Literally, all you're getting is well, Shrek. Shrek, Shrek. It was probably the DJ. <laughs> no, there was no one in cosplay DJing, and it was and just Fat like, Boy
0: Slim like do the the part of the soundtrack. There was a lot like. There wasn't a lot of Shrek
1: music played on it. Like there, like, yes, there was. Like they, they sampled a lot of music that's featured in Shrek. But for the most part, it was just kind of like regular old EDM and fucking Smash Mouth. At one point, they played Spirit of the West, Home for a Rest, and look, I loved that. But like I, I, you know, I liked that as probably I would say I, I had to be one of the top ten oldest people there. I'd say there was probably about five hundred people there. And I gotta say, it was probably topped. Yeah, I was
0: thirty-five. I don't know. I don't know. That's pretty young. Uh, yeah, but with this crowd, ogres live a long time. I How many Shrek shit. costumes do you see? Do you think, in terms of costumes, what was the most clocked? Was the Shreks the most clocked actually
1: by a long shot? And I think it's because of the nature of it was three blind mice. There's lots, of blind mice, lots of women dressed up in a group as three blind mice little ears yeah little ears because it's easy you know you just wear all white you throw some sunglasses on Boom. and you and you get a cane three yeah. blind mice that's it maybe a little pork pie hat yeah it was it was definitely probably that was definitely number one just because i you know you're gonna go with three people
0: and so there was lots of groups of three dressed like that well you could be shrek and the lady and the donkey yeah but that's a lot of commitment do you see any two-man
1: donkeys didn't see any two men. No, no, no full donkey costumes. I wish. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, so if, I, if I was available, I would have went as your donkey butt. That's, that's, not, that's not a bad idea. I just, went, I just went dressed in green. I just grabbed all my greens and uh, went because I didn't want to dress up. My fiance was her birthday. That's why we went. And uh, she's also 41. <laughs> so <laughs> she was definitely in the upper echelon of older people there. Look, this is now the aunts and uncles podcast. I guess, yeah. <laughs> this is where we're at. Yeah, we need to we need to come up with a name for our listeners. You know, I
0: listen to one podcast. One, there was one of them where we called them something fucking stupid. Oh yeah, we not them, like uh, it was. It was like the I don't know, Wookters? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, we're something just like doing that. the bit again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like to call them informants. Mm. I don't hate that. I listen to a
1: podcast, and our listenership. One of them was the piss pigs. The piss pigs. So I'm a I'm a I'm a three piss pig. Check it out, three of them. Great show. Actually, no, it's probably a terrible show if you don't know any of the people on it. It's one of those podcasts you listen to when you like all their normal podcasts they do, and then this is the other one they do if you're really hardcore. Be careful who you're associating us with. Um, yeah, no, they're they're no, it's fine to associate with them. They're great, but I am a piss pig. I'm an honorary piss pig. Me too, but and, in, <laughs> and the in biggest, a different way. <laughs> somehow a bit has emerged on that show where the biggest piss pig of all is a uh, Claire, um, uh, Clara. The, the the woman from the Wendy's commercials who goes Where's the beef? The she, where's the beef lady? Where's the beef lady as an honorary piss pig? R I P. She did? Oh yeah. <laughs> she was like in ninety five <laughs> in the eighties when, when 80s. that came out. Yeah. That was pre yeah. that was pre our time. We knew that we knew the bit from like uh our past. Yeah. But like at that point it was already like, you know, a little dated reference. But it's kind of bizarre. You Where know is you the mean? beef though? Did they ever find it? Like what
0: was even the point of that campaign? Uh, the p- point of
1: that campaign was that the other competitors didn't have the beef, so the honorary piss pig. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta look up her name for the
0: story. Yeah, you can't be calling her a piss <laughs> the pig. honorary piss pig. You can't be calling her uh, honorary piss pig. I mean, we can call her Beef Lady. Where's Beef Lady? I mean, that was her thing. We could, but I feel like we should put some respect on her name, Clara Peller. Clara, Clara Peller. Peller. She was sounds like it could be a Star Wars. She died burger. in
1: 1987. She died before we were born. Wow, barely. Um, but I the Let's point of yourself. that the point of that commercial was she would look at the competitors' burgers, open them up, and say, Where's the beef? Because they didn't have enough. Okay. And yeah. Wendy's was giving you that triangle. Triangle? Square. It's a square. It's a, a square. Two triangles, actually. Yeah, it's two triangles, two triangles molded together. in the middle. I like With, with meat glue. I like it. I like the square patty. I, I love a Wendy's burger. I love it. So one of the weirdest parts about living where we live is like <laughs> the fast food options. <laughs> Welcome back to Uncle Cast. Are, <laughs> yeah. Or just, they're fucking strange. It's strange that there's Look, like there's a thousand there's only a- one A-Ws. Burger
0: King in the city. What's up with that? No, there's at least two. You know, there's like three, only like three chilies in the city and they're all in the airport. Well, there was one where we used to work. Not anymore. Down south, now it's you gone. Mean, you mean Chili's? When we worked at Chili's, we <laughs> we used to work in uh,
1: we used to work in uh, the prep. We'd uh, we do the morning shift at Chili's. Go. There. I was in
0: no, I was in marketing. I came up with the Chili design.
1: Oh, are you the one who uh, started the? Before me,
0: I want my baby back, baby, baby, back, back, baby, baby, back, back, baby, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, ribs. Before me, the Chili's logo was a cold penguin and it was a whole different chili's meant to hold like a chili thing. willy like a chili willy it was chili willy was the was the brand ambassador
1: it's always kind of strange to me with like random fucking like cartoons from like that are like in the public domain now they're just so <laughs> overly advertised like like the like pink panther remember pink panther brand uh, insulation it's like why the fuck is this character on bags of insulation just cuz they're
0: pink well yes and also because the estate of the creator you know what i think yeah i think that pink panther especially uniquely was a royalty-free one that everyone got their hands on because people did all sorts of shit with pink panther another thing that (laughs) i did this weekend was i actually attended the annual
1: uh saturday morning cartoons three hours you went to that yeah
0: fuck man i go as
1: many as many as i can but it's been a while so this is
0: like an old theater in cal in calgary Calgary. And, uh, as part of the, the Calgary Underground Film Festival, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. does a a screening of like three hours of old like 80s and 90s cartoons. Oh, it goes all the way back to the 30s, my friend. Well, they didn't... When I went, it didn't used to. They've been, clearly been running through all their material. No, no. Because when we used to go, they had... One of the years we
1: went, they had the, uh, the, the Bugs Bunny Hitler cartoon. They yeah, played that. Yeah, no, yeah. That was tough. They played... They played a Superman, what old ass Superman, I'm going to say like 40s or 50s, where he's like, it's a PSA, where he's watching a baseball game, like a kid's baseball game, and some kid's smoking on the bench, and then he goes up to bat with a dart, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, I'm triggered, I'm like, this is my existence, I, I do this all the time on mm-hmm. softball, uh, this is not great, I'm the bad guy in this. You are. And then Superman, like at the end, Superman's just like, yeah, oh shit. Mm-hmm. I don't like this at all, mm-hmm. but yeah, at the end, band's like, "Don't smoke because then you'll be a loser." He's got <laughs> a point. Like,
0: goes fucking all out. The and then there was the one year. Anyone, if you haven't seen this, there's this cartoon special from the the '80s or na- early '90s called "Cartoon All Stars to the Rescue," and it's like a bunch of. 80s and 90s cartoon characters who like stop this kid from like smoking weed and shit.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
0: like Michelangelo from Ninja Turtles is there, right? Like the Smurfs. At first, I thought you were talking about uh,
1: Saturday All Stars or whatever when it was Wayne Gretzky, Bo Jackson, (laughs) (laughs) and that's good. Michael Jordan, and they're like solving crime. It's like it's a Scooby Doo, but with those three. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't have the self-awareness that the Mike Tyson
0: show now has. Yeah,
1: but it's definitely in that vein. Same kind of animation style as well. Yeah. But no, I, I went there and they played OG Pink Panther. And it spawned a memory of when I was a child. They brought, you know, they had Pink... Remember when we were kids, they had Pink Panther on? Yeah. But he, like, talked. I remember he that. Was, he was like,
0: sly. He was... So sly. Yeah. And he would say, think pink. He yeah, And I did. Remember that? I, my whole life, I've been thinking oh, pink. man. And it's got me into a lot of trouble. <sighs> he ruined us. Look. But
1: I remembered that my father around. would 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 yell at me about that Pink Panther. Like, that's not the real Pink Panther. Pink Panther doesn't talk. And then they played some of those. Um, and they were really interesting because it was like 15 minutes long, but it was like super 70s vibe. Like, it was like one minute, 30 second to like two minute interstitials of just like surrealism. Hmm. There was no actual storyline. There was no words. It was like, you know, he'd like walk up and like fold the background into a square and then eat it, uh, and then okay. it would expand in his belly. Uh, like, Zod, um, Superman. Yeah, exactly. And then it would, like, all go pink. And then we're on to the next one. He, like, saws, saws, uh, saw something in half, and he starts walking one direction, and his like, start walking the other. Like, oh, he sawed himself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, okay. And then next one. And they really just, like, kept hitting it. It was, it was good. It held up. They also played Michigan J. Frog. And watching Michigan <laughs> J. Frog on the big screen was truly a transcendent moment. Now, mind you, my edibles were kicking in at this point. And I was in the comfort zone. Yeah, man. I had no one in front of me. And I was just sitting. And I was, I was so leaned back in this theater. I was oh, in my edibles joke. kicking in. I was. Did the rock <laughs> yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And fucking just watching Michigan
0: J-Frog. That shit holds up. We have a podcast. <laughs> we have a, look, we have a very uh, tragic, mysterious story to discuss today. Well, you got to pick one or the other. I don't yeah. even know what we're doing. Well, this is this is this is the brand now. I'm right? going completely blind. It's like I keep them blind. I keep them wearing shades at all times. I wear and my sunglasses at night. Nah, uh, when I podcast, and I to wear bed. my as of now that I'm now going as Steveland, I do wear sunglasses <laughs> at all times. Yeah, that was
1: that was the pod that I listened to. I was like, oh yeah, the Steveland bit. That's great. Say, bit.
0: The, the ten minutes of banter that we had at the beginning that was really good. My butthole playing the white stripes. I mean, yeah. cause I'm on, people. This was great. So today we are talking about, uh, hey, y'all remember that band Iron Butterfly? Oh! the song?
1: uh... It's like 10 minutes long?
0: Yeah. Uh, In in the garden of Eden, baby. (laughs) In the garden of Eden. A song that the band Iron Butterflies. Famously known for, you know, some might call them a one-hit wonder. I guess they kind of are, but like in a they generation... Did a, they did order. a lot of stuff. They just were very like... They're pocketed it's like psych rock. If you're, it's not your, yeah, yeah. not your jam, it's not your jam. Yeah, some uh, serious like King Crimson vibes going on with that band. So today we're talking about their bass player. His name is Philip Taylor but, Kramer. Right. No, Philip Taylor Kramer, or as we will be referring to him today, PTK. Okay, all right. He up and mm, disappears. like btk <laughs> it does yeah. but it's not That's i mean this a, is like a, it's kind of the thing bad, right? Right? It's I like know. You know, it's, it rolls off the tongue so btk nope ptk <laughs> he uh he you know he died so we're <laughs> gonna <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> no oh. he, spoiler alert he, or is he, this what it's all about <laughs> he mysteriously disappeared at a certain point and we're going to get into that i've mystery. never heard about this one iron butterfly known for the big-time hit In a Garden Da Vida, shot them into the mainstream. They were huge after this. They were touring like crazy. They were supposed to play at Woodstock in 1969. However, they were stuck at the airport and when the concert was supposed to happen, and... The organizers of Woodstock were, it was a mess and they couldn't do anything to help them. And they literally just were stuck at the airport and couldn't get their flight and they couldn't make it to Woodstock and play.
1: I wonder who took over for them because remember when we did that, there was some weird. No, did
0: we do that? Did we do Woodstock uh, original?
1: No, in a different timeline. We did Fremont. And we did it in a different time. Fremont Free Festival, but I don't think... we did Woodstock 99. We've talked about it in pieces, but not entirely. No. Yeah. But there's like there, there's some, confusing Keep keep track of all this. There's some weird people in that lineup. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's like one of those things where, uh, you know, Iron Butterfly can't make it. I guess just call some random band from Schenectady and get them in.
0: Regardless, the band was huge. They were touring nonstop, and eventually it took its toll on the band, and they split up in 1970. <laughs> Okay,
1: just uh, to pull the curtain back a little bit here, on Steve's notes it says, the the band split up in 1921, and I'm going to say... That's a typo. That's probably wrong. But then, you say it's a typo, but let me just expound expound on this a little bit. I want you to look at a keyboard. Uh, Don't worry about it. How in the sweet flying (laughs) fuck do you get to two from any number that makes sense? I'm assuming it's 71.
0: It's 72. It's 72. <laughs> okay. So we got a, a two banger here. <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. you know what happened All is right. I went to erase the seven. I went, to delete, I went to delete the one and put a two. Okay. And I deleted the seven and I put a two. Okay. No, that's fair. Okay. And Now, no, uh, you, you, you walk me through it. I get it now. So they split up in 1972. It wasn't until 1974 that they came back together again. According to the band's drummer Ron Bushy, ooh, another good name. It was their new bass player, Philip Taylor Kramer, BTK Killer, that really pushed the group to come together again. Brought everyone back. The new guy was like, you know
1: what? It's I like, just got this gig, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I want this. To and work. you guys are already super famous, and I want to
0: cut out the middleman here. Can we please just like start touring again? So Taylor was then a part of the next two albums. Papa needs a new rope. <laughs> both released in 1975, called, titled Scorch and Beauty and Sun and Steel. Okay, okay. Those are Pokemon games. <laughs> oh man, I love Pokemon Scorching Beauty. It doesn't hold a candle to Sun and Steel though. Those two, I mean, those are OG. The albums were basically thrown out by the fans of the band and criticized for not being enough of the original lineup that came to prominence in 1968, you know. What can you do? They booked a tour, but what started off as a promising comeback run ended up being a swan song for this iteration of the band. And eventually they fell back into obscurity playing just bars and club gigs. And Kramer eventually left the band, played a little bit until he decided, I'm going to step out of music altogether. Okay. Tyler. Okay. And then what do you do after you are in a band that plays funky ass psychedelic in a God in the Vida 12 minute long songs? You start your own band. You go back to school and you start studying aerospace engineering. (laughs) He starts studying aerospace. This is the this is engineering, right? He wanted to build rockets. He did build rockets. Okay, what like what kind of level of rocket are we talking here? Government fucking high end level MX missiles. Shit, that's a rocket. (laughs) Turns out that PTK. Was actually a genius in his field, and he ended up founding a couple of companies, and also helping develop the MX missile system, as well as working on computer industry systems that included communications and facial recognition. What? And this is a thing. What is this man's life? So he. This is like the marine. In the so last this episode. is a man who's in Iron Butterfly in a Garden of Vita, on the base, going boom, 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 right? And then he goes, "This isn't enough." So smart that he's trying to, he's, he's coming up, if we're to believe, he's coming up with technology that is nowhere to be heard of at that point. Facial recognition. I feel like that's a bit ambitious for the time. He was working on transferring supposedly matter okay. and communicating through space. So it was some sort of... Okay, now, communicating through space, that's, that's, that's not just in radio. The 90, not in that's, the 90s, though.
1: That's just radio. Not in the 90s. I, I can communi- I can, we're communicating through space right now. Well, well, I mean, more like wires, I guess. You want
0: you want to hear about something some fucking... if whether you
1: upload through Wi-Fi or through hard connection.
0: He was just he was on cut he was on the cutting edge of technology, and he was he got hired by the government and started working on some really fucking serious classified shit that to this day is still classified. A lot of it. Now, you want to talk about high end tech in the nineties? Want to talk about the Scorch Trials? <laughs> One of the companies that he founded was called Total Multimedia Incorporated which was <laughs> you know what that is what is that that's a little uh, that's a little TMI for me oh, oh so,
1: PTK with TMI the BTK killer invented
0: too much information this is what I'm gathering from this podcast look TMI Total Media Incorporated mm-hmm. not only was founded by PTK okay. but was co-founded by Randy Jackson oh American Idol guy no oh Michael Jackson's brother um, okay it's almost better I, I guess it's good for me dog you're going to Hollywood. Hollywood. And, and, and we want to talk about high-end tech. This company was set to develop compression compression techniques for CD-ROMs. Hmm. Now, this is actually important. We'll get back to that. And we're talking probably like uh, early 80s here. We're like, I think we're like, yeah, I think we're 90s. I think we're early 90s at Okay, this point. not as impressive. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I guess you're developing compression. Compression's a little bit different. Well, in CD-ROMs, right?
1: Like, they were... Were they 80s? I don't think so. Yeah, probably the first ones, yeah. Because, like, LaserDisc is, like, late 90s. So you got, like, disk-based technology. Because the thing about the, the CD is the... like Like, in this, we're talking about compression. That's the key thing, is developing a technology to fit all that data or data onto a disk and then having it be able to be decompressed like a zip file when you're playing it on, like, a handheld... Walkman or whatever. Right? Yeah. I'm assuming that's what we're, we're you,
0: assuming that's what he's working on here, just judging by the language. However, in the months leading up to PTK's disappearance, everything started kind of going downhill. His company declared bankruptcy. His wife actually stated that leading up to his disappearance, he was getting up plenty of times throughout the night, almost as if he wasn't sleeping at all for days. Oh, please, been there. I mean, I do that. Come on. That guy that says like, I, this is like every night for me, it's just like wandering around, like what if you're hungry, right? Yeah. Just go get a pizza pop. Eat, eat some pizza. Oh. Small
1: divergent. Here. Midnight Pop. The other day, I got a new pizza pop. Brand oh, new flavor? It's, it's a compilation between the good our good friends at mm-hmm. know, not McCain. What's a Pillsbury mm-hmm. and El Paso. And it's taco pizza pops. Oh. <laughs> let me tell you, they are fucking nasty and incredible. Yeah. So good. Interesting. So bad. Huh. So good. You know,
0: Pizza pizza Pops are not in, for our American listeners, they do not have the Pops, do they?
1: No, they have the Pops. They don't have the... uh, The Pockets. I think they have the Pockets. They don't have the Pops. They have Hot Pockets. They have Hot Pockets, but we have Pizza Pops. Pizza Pockets. Mm. Pizza Pockets are McCain, which are Canadian. And I I think we've discussed this on the podcast before. I don't know. Pizza Pop? I, I don't know if I buy it. Pizza Pop? Microwave. Pizza Pocket? Oven.
0: Yes, well, of course. This is, if We've you, been if, through this. If you
1: pizza pocket, microwave, bad time. Pizza pop, oven, bad time. They're, just, they're two separate entities of the quick fix pizza format. One of them, so much better than the
0: oven. The other one, so much better than the microwave. Mm, well, yeah, exactly. They just benefit each other. I think we did talk about this. and We talked about a method of putting them in a frying pan even too. Ooh, I like that. A little crisp up. In the months leading up to PTK's vanishing... He was beginning to show more and more bizarre behaviors, some of them being dubbed unprofessional by his colleagues. He even took up the ideas of the spiritual, thanks to a new CEO brought in to turn the company around. Mm, What kind of spiritual? So this man's name is Peter Olson, and he comes in as a new CEO to help the company pay off its creditors, but also hopefully make the company even more profitable than ever before. However, he was known for being involved in New Age mysticism. Oh, this fucking yuppie-ass bullshit. So one of, you know, he was doing things. He was bringing, he was using strategies, you know, to turn the company around. He was, like, bringing in a, a shaman, right? And to, to ward off negative energy in the meetings. He was just sort of, like, hanging out in the corner. But, you know, it, we don't know if it doesn't work. Burning incense and in some shit. Like, yeah. Ugh. You know, whatever whatever works. This is, that's all according to an article printed by Maxim Magazine. So, I don't know. Take it up. Mm-hmm. You, know. you know, it depends on what you're... At one point, it does. At one point, Axon
1: was a reputable news <laughs> yeah, you agency. Know. You know, they were yeah. they you know they were essentially the New Yorker for
0: bros. Kramer and this new CEO Olson, they got along great. They Kramer started even adopting some of his mystic beliefs and, and promoting them in his personal life and even around the office. And this is a sort of behavior that people were 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 crediting him as like, oh, he's really weird. He he also was very paranoid at this time. He started acting very, <laughs> you, know, just, very you know very erratic. Like, Regardless of, of how people were reviewing his mental state at the time, he was still very focused on his work. What he was working on, none of us really know. But it's been stated by multiple sources that it had to do with transferring information and communications throughout space. Mm, as we Radio. Mentioned. And this is like... And remember, this is the, the 90s. This is before internet. This is before space.com. Honestly, not before the internet. <laughs> this is before the internet. This is before... Or residential internet, yeah,
1: but like communicate through space. We are we talking like quantum shit? It's like here? talking
0: to aliens, man. Okay, we can do that. Have you ever seen Space Jam? Yeah, it's like that. It seemed to be what he was working on was going to be worth billions, according to PTK. He believed it was so valuable that he also believed that his safety. Could be in jeopardy. All oh, this fucking bullshit. I see where we're going. Oh, I see where we're going now, <laughs> folks. Is that... Oh, what's that? Outside my window? The thing is... Is, is this that Aurora is Borealis? Into, in my kitchen? Or is kitchen? it a house on fire? <laughs> this thing is that... You know, this is a very... This is a very real story and very... He's know. clearly having a psychotic break. It could be a number of things, right? It could be a number of things, but he's yeah. not having a good time. Could be. could be one. Psychotic <laughs> break. could be two. Drug-induced psychotic break. He had told his father that if he was ever to say that he was going to kill himself, that he was actually using this as a code to call for help. Well, arguably,
1: it's anyone attempting to kill themselves. It is a call for. It help. is a call for help. Yeah. and I think sometimes you just succeed, and that's almost like I don't want to say an accident, but a side effect. Of it's just like if that was the. Co- it's just
0: like if you were going to create a code. You know, maybe use something that doesn't already have a meaning. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know? Maybe just say, hey. Yeah, or call up and be like, I'd like the macaroni special.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that. Right? Okay,
0: if I ever call you say <laughs> I want the macaroni
1: special, it means I'm in trouble.
0: Okay, don't just come over with a bunch of macaroni.
1: No. Well, okay. <laughs> if I say to you, this is not the code, and I need some macaroni special, then bring the and macaroni That would be different, yeah. But if I don't say that part, then
0: th- then help. But it's but you know I wouldn't be confused for, for anything else like I wouldn't think that you were in da- in danger even though I wouldn't but and now I would because you've told me but like I wouldn't otherwise right <laughs> that tracks yeah yeah no,
1: no, no that tracks that tracks
0: hit us up on social media if that tracks so I mean so building on on this behavior the night before he disappeared on February 11th when he disappeared on February 12th the night before it was February 11th he called a friend. In the middle of the night. I suppose it depends on what time he called them. Yeah, well... Calls him post-midnight. Yeah. No, it was on February 11th. Let's really break this down. He called him and he said, I have to be very, very careful, because people are going to want what I'm working on. I was really lucky, because I was able to decipher the code. Oh, that sounds like a really stable human. And it was heavily encrypted. Mm. Then he added quietly, We have to get off of the planet. Oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) So this guy really was onto something. This makes sense.
1: It sounds totally stable and normal.
0: So let's get to February twelfth. On this Sunday morning, Kramer was going to pick up his business associate, Greg Martini. Ooh, Greg Martini. Oh no, I pre- I'm pretty sure that's pronounced Martini <laughs> from the Los Angeles International Airport, LAX. <laughs> Everything seemed to be going as planned. He left the house in. Thousand Oaks, just around 9 a.m. Home of the Thousand Oaks oak trees. He even went and visited his elderly father-in-law. This is according to the LA Times article. But somewhere in that time frame, PTK up and disappeared entirely. Shocking. Now, knew too much? this is where things get a little interesting, Tyler. Okay. He went to pick up Greg Martini. Martini! From the airport, but Greg never actually saw him. They never actually even met up. The question was, asked, did... Kramer even arrive at the airport. Well, we know Yes. Yes. <laughs> that he did. Because it was eventually. They used found, the facial recognition software that he invented. Look, you wish. It was actually found by police and private investigators that Kramer was at the airport for about forty five minutes. They became aware of this fact because he had signed an IOU with the airport parking valet for three dollars. Oh boy. Did they, they took that? Yeah, you could take that back then. Back then, I guess people that was were, valid. People were like, "Yeah, no, this tracks." Yeah, I mean, they must have just had actual IOU forms you could fill out. I guess, yeah, they had maybe a date
1: and time. I mean, on I, at that point, they technically have your car, so like that's more than the three dollars that
0: he owes. We then learned that in this time period, in this forty-five minutes that he was at the airport, he sent out a bunch of phone calls, nineties cell phone calls. We're oh, talking boy. about right. That bill must have been so expensive he would send a, he sent out a bunch. He called his wife he giving her instructions to tell the martinis that they should call to take a cab, and he added that he would be there with the biggest surprise for you, my dead body yeah, and it also sounds like something, like not to make light of it, but like that does sound like like if I was being a little cheeky with a lady. <laughs> Or anyone really, right? And I was like, you know, I got the biggest surprise. It sounds like they're gonna show them your penis. It's in my pants. Oh, I know, I know. It's I know. It's, I know. <sighs> but to add on that, in his phone call with the, with his wife, he he added, "Whatever happens, I'll always be with you."
1: Oh god, like yeah, no, he's definitely worried about getting abducted by
0: the government. This is not a suicide, night. He then called Ron Bushy. Oh, my boy Bushy's back in this st- member of the band. And to Bush, he said, Bush, it's Taylor. I love you more than life itself. And he hung up. His final call went out at 11.59 a.m. He called 911 and he said to the 911 operator, this is Philip Taylor Kramer and I'm going to kill myself. And I want everyone to know that O.J. Simpson is innocent. (laughs) Okay, so this dates the death a little bit. They did it. And he hung up the phone. (laughs) And this is the last time anyone would he- ever hear the voice of Kramer ever again.
1: Well, no, because you forgot about that recording.
0: I mean, it's on the internet.
1: There's that recording that would go around, you know? It was. Uh, well, that recording of that call is out. It was the BTK killer's last song. No,
0: no, 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 he no, 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 He no. posted it Look, this it is on potentially early... just a very sad case Post about it, a suicide. Posted so you're posted it making on... yourself sound like a real meanie.
1: He posted it on the early internet, and it was O.J. Simpson is not guilty to the tune of In a God in Vita.
0: It's a O.J. Simpson
1: is not guilty, guilty. Don't you know that they did it? <laughs> O.J. Simpson is not guilty. He's just a black man who is being framed.
0: <laughs> oh, won't O.J. <laughs> This podcast, all of these podcasts, no, then, then, are going to come back to ruin
1: our lives then, in years. Then he goes into from- a whole BTK thing. <laughs> oh, won't you bind me mm, and torture the? no, tail. no, no, no. no. <laughs> um, at that point, I'm I'm assuming he's speaking from the point of view of his victims. So I said. to assume. bind me. I got, I got gotcha. you. Know, you know, bind me.
0: So there was never any CCTV footage. Caught of Kramer. His vehicle and him both just completely disappeared. Oh, so it was the government. His family went in the full-on search mode. They organized search parties. They hired PIs, private investigators. They even put up flyers to try and find them. This is the thing. After the flyers were put out, this is all according to an article from the LA Times, but after the flyers were put out, phone calls started rushing in. And this... You know, this might be said, like, remember that time we had to hand out flyers for the Black Keys concert? That's I was just thinking Way it, more the people other came to that concert because we handed out those flyers, man. Yep, yep. And if we didn't do that, it was like, who even knows what the Black Keys, where they be now? That was a preposterous night. Remember, we, we probably put, we were those people that put,
1: you know, when you get a flyer on your windshield, yeah, we, we were those guys we were a for of a shit. night. We were the- <laughs> also, someone we knew, like... Secondarily, just completely fucking <laughs> threw a fucking hand up at Steve's face. And it was just is, like, it was assault, man. No, bitch. Get assault, out of my it was way. Assaulting. And then later I told her about that and she was very embarrassed. But I was like, ah, it's
0: fine. It was like seven years ago. Nah. We were telling people that it was for the black cheese, anyways. There's a little thing that we had. Oh, yeah. Black there. cheese? Yeah. Black cheese? All right. So we got a bunch of sightings that come in. You know, there's there's so many of them. And whether or not these are. This might be another Richie Edwards situation. It, it, it's, it's tough because after these flyers specifically go out, we start getting phone calls of people saying first they saw him at a bus stop on Mulholland Drive where a woman was seated and a man who fit Kramer's description at the time, you know, albeit with a little bit of matted hair and dirty clothes, just walked up to her and asked if she was waiting for someone. Okay. She said no and he left. Then he sighted at Canoga Park where Kramer used to live in the 1970s when he was playing with Iron Butterfly. A witness says that she saw him at a Latino market. Ooh, I have one of those by my house. A pawn shop manager recalls a man fitting Kramer's description who held no interest in selling his wedding ring, but instead talked computers. Oh,
1: that tracks because he likes computers.
0: A woman tending her front yard says she saw him walk by and, while crossing a busy street, politely move out of the way of a woman with strollers. (laughs) Strollers. And some young men say a, they saw a man I fitting have
1: strollers. Is it a yeah, you have one? Well, one in, one each, hand, in each hand. Yeah. Or a train. One
0: in each hand. You, either a train would work. I think like a train. A you're train just you're you're,
1: you're you're like a you're like a sled dog.
0: Yeah, okay. You have multiple trailers. Okay, okay. Just tra- trailers. <laughs> strollers. <laughs> strapped to you. So we also have some young men who say they saw a man fitting PTK's description behind a Burger King. Oh no, that was me. <laughs> Well, others say they saw him eating at the salad bar at a Carl's Jr. That is not me. I would never <laughs> eat a salad at Carl's Jr. Well, they say that they saw me eating at the salad
1: there bar. There was a salad bar at Carl's Jr.
0: <laughs> in the 90s? They had him everywhere, dude. What the fuck you is a salad
1: bar at Carl's Jr.? Because Look you like. had
0: to compete with the Pizza Hut buffet. Oh, don't get me
1: started on the Pizza Hut buffet. You had to Hut compete buffet. with it. You
0: couldn't just allow that to run and happen. What a wonderful, wonderful time. I the p- pizza... I think we've talked about this too, but we, it, it think, really yeah. was a nice it was, it was so good. There's it was still great. one in
1: Saskatchewan, apparently. Really, we should Is go. It's like The last one in North America. Do a podcast it's there. It's still there. We could definitely do that. It's, but you know, that's the thing about living at West. You're like, oh, it's like one profit's over, but it turns out it's like 16 hour drive, and you're like,
0: well, I don't want to. I don't
1: want to do that. Yeah, well, that's tough.
0: Like maybe if we could just Skype in. <laughs> <laughs> So, all of, these, all of these sightings, you know, take them for what you will, because for, for random people, these are all willy-nilly. It's just like, you know, you think you saw this guy. and You like, saw, saw a white guy. It's like you you saw, saw a crazy like, white really, guy. it's like, yeah, it's like an old hippie turned scientist, astrophysicist. So, it's like, you know, there's a lot of those. In the 90s, absolutely, they're everywhere. So, it's, you know, this, this is heavy stuff for the family to be getting all of these, these claims of that people have seen him when, you know, maybe he's, he is still out there, alive, somehow getting by. With all these sightings. A final sighting, like three weeks after the fact, at a Ralph supermarket, an elderly couple was approached by a very tall man featuring Kramer's description. He said, I'm in trouble and I need to call my family and I only have 40 cents. Can you help me?
1: Why am I laughing? I don't know. I just don't feel like at this point he's got to be dead, right? Is he like still missing? At this point, like... Like, is this, is this one of those unsolved where they never... they never? No, found they him? If we... Yeah, you know, he's dead.
0: He's dead? They found him? Yeah. Where, about, where did they find him? We're about to get there. Hold up. Hold up. Because uh, he asked for the 40 cents to make the phone call, and the elderly man just dismissed him because he looked like he was homeless. No, see, this is what they try Seems to tell Seems like you. a great reason to dismiss a human being, buddy. Yeah, that's right. You fucking Nazis. The woman said that he seemed genuine and that he was very polite. Oh. Still seemed very homeless, though, so they yeah. had to keep him, keep him away, keep him at a distance. So the family never gave up looking for him, and uh, it went undiscovered with no real leads for about four years until May 1999, when his skeletal remains were found in his vehicle in Decker Canyon near Malibu. Coroner report concluded that he died of blunt force trauma due to the crash itself.
1: Oh, so he went over, he went over in the car.
0: Well, this is the interesting thing. His family members and many other people have remained skeptical over this because that specific canyon was not known for taking lives when cars did go into it. <laughs> what? People usually live through the crashes if they crash into that what? canyon. Crashing into a canyon, we're it's, fine. We're not talking the Grand Canyon. I, I watched some videos of it, I saw some footage of the canyon. You know, it's like, it a, like a
1: steady slope. It's a steady slope. So if you crash off of it, you're still it's going down slope. on a.
0: In fact, there is a case where some teenagers went off-road and crashed there, and they came out with, like, scrapes and bruises. Mm. Kramer's sister, Kathy Kramer, has been on record saying she don't buy it. And (laughs) something does seem a little fishy there. And, unfortunately, this is sort of where the mystery ends. And it is this... Oh, yeah, this is where the mystery ends already. (laughs) Well, you're right, because there is so much more mystery, too. Because if this guy did ultimately just kill himself... And drove a van off of the side of a fucking ridge in Malibu. Why did it take four years to find him? Because no one was looking there. I don't know, man. I don't know about that. Did you, think, you just think
1: they took his body in his car, I put it in storage? Wow. Well, until he became a skeleton? Skeleton? Someone <laughs> wasn't. Until he became a skeleton and then they fucking pumped him into the vehicle? He
0: knew too much. Okay? About... O.J. Simpson. (laughs) (laughs) This is what it comes back to. He knew too much about O.J. Simpson.
1: You know, there is... Because... There's one thing I want this podcast to live
0: on in everyone's hearts. is that we told the truth about O.J. We know the truth. Something happened and supposedly his company with the audio compression techniques... ...was involved in some facet of the O.J. case with some audio recordings. Okay. I think it was like... 10 minutes of OJ explaining how he was innocent. Okay. Right. But we don't really know because everything got shut down. We don't know what Kramer was working on. We know he wanted the, he had these lofty goals of sending communications through space. Again, radio. You know, maybe transferring matter through space. Not quite. It was he was trying to do some beam me up Scotty shit. This is there's an interview with Ron Bushy that I saw where he was talking me. <laughs> he said the words beam me up Scotty. Oh man, I wish I watched that interview. And PTK not only was on the cutting edge of science with his monster brain coming up with tech, with tech that we hadn't seen the likes of, he could also play the bass like a motherfucker.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, mark the time. <laughs> this is the dumbest episode we've ever done.
0: <laughs> well, it's odd because, you know, this is also... PTK. <laughs> this is also, you know... Most likely. So, I thought he got arrested because they found the BTK killer. Well, they did. Yeah. He, because he fucking started sending in discs to the fucking, to the police. Oh, the BTK killer. Like, yeah. actually. Yeah, no, yeah. He he got cocky, right? Didn't they find him through his, like, there was a IP on the. He asked, I believe he, he spoke to a cop and was like, if I send something to you, like a floppy disk, are you guys able to trace it? And the cop was like, no. <laughs> wink. 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 And then he sent a bunch of stuff in and they traced it. And we're like, gotcha, bitch. We, got we gotcha. So you. easy. And he was just a man living with a family. So you never know. Yeah, and that whole family had no idea. You Much like my life. You never know like what up to. You never know. But this is where we leave the mystery of uh, Philip Taylor Kramer. Unfortunately, you know, he right, is Keith. gone. Rest in peace. And this, you know, this is ultimately most likely a case of suicide. It's a very... Touchy matter if you or anyone you know who is is dealing with the suicidal thoughts, please get help. Right? One of my one of my idols out there always says, It's not your fault, right? Your mental health is not your fault, but it is your responsibility. See, I'm here to say that's fuck <laughs> nope, no, 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 no. This is a serious moment. Thank you for sticking with us and listening to today's episode. Send us an email at WKTRSPOD at gmail.com. And we'll see you back here next week.